Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jake's newsletter, the podcast before the podcast. I'm Jake, of course, and welcome to my newsletter. Updates for everyone. The Patreon is shut down. It was just becoming a lot of work, and it wasn't, like, up to the quality I want to put out for y'all. So, for now, we're just shutting it down, scaling back a little. There are event ideas I have that I really would love to do. So that's what I'm going to put my time to now. Um, Some fun events for me and Puke fans to hear. And yeah, I'm just like really uh, burned out. So I just really need something to take away something from my plate. And Patreon was the easiest thing (laughs) because it's not very popular. Um, but thank you to everyone that joined Ivy, uh, Jamie, Ms, uh, Nick, uh, a ghost, um, Simon F. Luna. Thank you. Um, and sorry if I'm forgetting anybody, but that's just off the dome. I can't like see my Patreon anymore because I closed it. So you shouldn't get billed anymore for the Patreon if you were on it. But yeah, besides that, I just want to shout out a couple tours, same ones from last week. I was talking about the woodland creatures three tour with pulses and with sails ahead oh uh, jesus excuse me obviously uh, kevin and matt from from me and puke are in pulses and joe and jamie are also in are in with sails ahead so um oh my god i am sorry i'm burping so much <laughs> Um, yeah, and they're gonna be supported by a whole bunch of people, long time, long friend, time friend, Granite State, Science Penguin, Fellowship, Macau, Forever We Roam, The Safety, Cascadent, Sister Sleep, I Met a Yeti, Letters to Part, Charlene Joan. They're gonna be supported by all those bands. So let me just read out the venues really quick. 6-9, June... 9th uh they're gonna be in philadelphia pa (laughs) june 10th they're gonna be in baltimore uh june 11th they're gonna be in richmond virginia shout out richmond virginia i grew up very close to there uh june 12th they're gonna be in charlotte north carolina shout out that's keely world um in june 13th they're gonna be in atlanta georgia And finally, June 14th, they're going to be in Orlando, Florida at Will's Pub. And FYI, all of Mutant Puke will be there. Um, So you could come say hi, take pictures. We could hang out. We could be best friends, IRL, if you come to Will's Pub to see Pulses and with sales ahead. You can get all your tickets at wc3tour.com. And then the only other thing I will couple things discord you can check out our discord in the description um join it up come say hi we have music discussions right now we're doing a 30-day music challenge where where it gives a prompt like a song that reminds you of someone you hated and you have to post a song and we're making a big playlist it's very fun so come on get on on that uh we got plenty of days left uh out of the 30 we're five days in so come on jump in drop some songs and i also wanted to shout out the elders slash space corolla 2023 summer east coast tour um keely is in space corolla and she's taken to calling this math rock summer tour and i think that's a very good tour and that's gonna have local support from adventure and angles uh, sauce 
sorry, I'm reading the, the fucking thing and it. The text is all wobbly. <laughs> uh, we'll say also head and pulses also. Uh, so at July 26th, they're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. July 27th, they're going to be in Washington, D.C. July 28th, they will be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That's my guess as to what PA is. Still don't know. Uh, July 29th, they will be in New Jersey. Unconfirmed where they will actually be. I will update y'all when I know. Um, and then finally, July 30th, they are going to be in Queens, New York, where Spider-Man lives. Hi, small addendum. I know I'm super annoying. First things first, happy Pride Month to all my gabies in the listener base. You know, uh, this is a pretty queer podcast, so... Um, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a great month. And then second thing second, if you're an Omerta fan, and this is your first time listening to me and Puke, welcome. We welcome you in. Please consider checking out one of our music review episodes. Maybe the one where we reviewed Omerta. I believe it's episode 63. So yeah, thanks so much for checking out this episode. We're going to get right into it. Thanks for listening to another exciting episode of Jake's Newsletter. now recording uh, <laughs> good good note to start the record on <laughs> i burp so much on this fucking podcast they should be used to it by now welcome <laughs> welcome to mute puke i'm jake your host and today i got some very special guests the entire lineup of omerta wow we, usually we, yeah we got, hello uh do you each want to introduce yourself for any new fans and say what you do in the band sure i guess we'll go from uh i guess i'll start um i'm gustavo and i yell into the microphone for you people (laughs) uh my name is han uh i play guitar and i also do some vocals um i'm carlos uh i play guitar and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, name is I pl- my name is Zorn. I play bass. <laughs> my name is Danny. I play drums. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, you scream beautifully oh, into the shit. microphone, by the way, and you play drums beautifully. You know, y'all kill it on every front. I got to say, I've become a massive fan in a very short amount of time. We oh, yeah. we Hell checked yeah. out your uh, thank you your newest single anti amorous uh, for the show and yeah that uh, hyper violence the album it blew me away like I was like where where have these guys been all my life <laughs> how did I miss <laughs> these guys for two years uh, I'm Houston <laughs> Texas I I am a little yeah. glad I just found y'all because I don't know if I could stand a two year wait for some music for another album uh so shout out to all your og fans 
Um, but I definitely want to tackle this interview a little bit from new fan perspective. People who are just getting into y'all with your new music, your new album coming out uh, soon. Or at some point. <laughs> I don't want to say who it was. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So let's get into a very classic, boring podcast question. How Hell did yeah. you all meet? How did Omerta form? What's the genesis of Omerta? That's a very, there's a very long answer to this question, but <laughs> yeah. keep it, you know, it's kind of simple. We all met through just playing in bands in the local scene. I mean, Zorn and I and Han have been playing together in bands since like 2015. And, you know, whenever we were looking for another guitar player during the hyperviolence era, you know, we had known Carlos previous through just the local scene <laughs> and we we're like, hey, you know, you want the gig? And he joined. And whenever we lost our original drummer uh, around 2022, I believe. Am I right or am I wrong? Early yeah. 2022, yeah. yeah. Early 2022. Um, we found Danny through his old band, Pac-Man, the, uh, the movie. I almost said, Pac-Man, the drummer! Hello! And, um, you know, we were like, yo, this kid kills it. And so I hit him up and I was like, hey. You know, we need someone. Oh, this is right before LDB, by the way. Like yeah. a week or two before LDB, we're like, "Hey, we need someone to do the job. Can you do it?" Someone well, it was like, sorry, it was go like ahead, go ahead. a month before LDB, but they were like, "Hey, can you send a video of you playing Hyperviolence like next week or something like that?" And I was able to learn it really quickly. Um, <clears throat> probably some of the hardest stuff I've ever played on drums, but. Uh, it's it's also been really fun too oh, yeah. yeah i think like that was our biggest show prior like at that point and i think danny said he had never touched a double bass dr drum pedal before right before that so uh... okay well i had i have played double pedal stuff but as far as like playing double pedal stuff like in 200 bpm i was i was scared honestly <laughs> But I just like built built the chops up and uh, was able to do that by the time LDB came. It was still like it was still a work in progress, but you know, eventually through time after LDB and whatnot, I I got more comfortable with it. He says work in progress, but he killed it. Having <laughs> yeah. only been a month, I thought it was only a week. My bad. But um, <laughs> he with the time that he had and the amount of practices we had, he definitely did a great job. I think he killed it. And if you don't think so, go look at the fucking video. And you'll be proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So true. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, More or less, yeah, we just met through local Eastern scene. That's just the answer. Awesome. Uh, can I get a age range on y'all? I'm not trying to call anyone out as youngest or oldest, but I, I'm 26. <laughs> I'm 26. So how old are y'all? Hold on, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Okay, how okay. old do you think we are? How, how old? Yeah, take a take a guess. Each oh us. my God, each of you. <laughs> each and every single one of us. Um, I would love to hear this. Uh, okay. No offense for any of these. Okay. For for <laughs> for Gustavo, I think maybe similar to my age, twenty five ish. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. I turned tw- I turned 27 in two weeks. Okay, okay, a little older, a little older than me even. I I turned yeah. 27 after that. <laughs> For z- right next, who you got next? Who you got next? Who you got next? Zorn. Zorn immediately feels like he might be the oldest to me, but (laughs) I uh, 29. I turned 29 a month, so let's fucking go. Daniel, or sorry, Danny. (laughs) Sorry, I was reading the Zoom name. Fine. I eighteen years old. <laughs> he does look very young. Yeah, I'm I'm 22, going on to 23 in August. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, at my old age of 26, a 22 year old is like an 18 year old to me. It's all the same. Uh, <laughs> ever since, yeah, ever since you got rid of that beard, just yeah, five years younger. I have lost. He's a new baby. <laughs> I got younger. Han. Han. Han, Han, Han. I think... I'm thinking similar to Gustavo, like 27. Uh, I'm 25. Okay. I'm 20. <laughs> yeah, you're close. I should have swapped y'all. <laughs> I would have had it dead on. And then Carlos. Yeah. Carlos... I'm thinking younger, <laughs> to be honest. I I think Ooh. like 21. 21. 21? Oh, <laughs> he's 42. Whoa. That's, that's fucked up. I guess those skincare routines be working for him, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually 28. I'm training 29 in August. Oh, okay. Shit. Damn. This is yeah. the first. Awesome. This is the first time someone's been that close to our ages. Everyone always thinks we're yeah. so much younger than that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I can tell you look a little younger, but I, I can tell by the way you talk. <laughs> You're not kids. <laughs> Fuck, if we're going off the way we talk, I sound 12. <laughs> That's silly. Uh, <laughs> okay, so back to the questions. Um, how does producer Vincent Void play into the band's history? I was looking into your Reddit and I was looking at like questions and answers and stuff like that. And I would see Vincent Void a lot. And I saw that he produced uh, the newest single and I'm assuming he's produced other stuff for y'all. What's your history? Oh dude, he's produced almost, oh no, he's produced everything Omerta's ever done dating back from the very beginning. Funny, funnily enough, him and I went to high school and middle school together. Oh, really? So we 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 we've, we've have history together. Yeah. And um, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think he produced like a lot of like our other like bands as well. Like I remember he oh, like yeah, true, produced yeah. like my very first band, like straight out of high school and everything, and like a bunch of other people as well. So yeah, he he he's, he's had a very long history with us for sure. Yeah. Whenever we did the sound change um, from like a crossover band to like what we are now, he uh, definitely took on more of like a true producer role instead of just, you know, hitting record and whatnot. Yeah. He started helping with the songwriting. And, you know, the more he got involved with the songwriting, he started helping with the branding, the marketing, and everything until he eventually just became a six member, uno- sixth unofficial member of the band. Wow. And ever since then, it's been, you know, 
we kind of feel like we're married to the dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been wanting to bring him on tour so bad, but that fool hates going on tour. So <laughs> it's like he's living vicariously through us, you know? But yeah. Maybe one day when we have, you know, the luxury of touring in a bus, he'll actually come with us. So, well, who knows? <laughs> if, if the bus has, like, a little tiny office that's shut away from everyone else, that is completely soundproof, I feel like that is the only way he'll ever come on tour with us. So Yeah. Yeah. To answer yeah. your question, yeah, no, he he started as, you know, a producer and then just be, eventually became a sixth member of the band doing all the marketing <laughs> Doing the branding, every little thing. Awesome. Yeah. All things Sore Man, Vincent Boyd. <laughs> yeah. I listened to his record, actually. I mean, his most recent one. Yeah. Maybe his only one. I'm not sure. And I, w- I, I felt like I was listening to something in the Omerta universe still. And that was kind of yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, That's sick. Yeah, I love that record as well. I'm probably going to listen to that a lot <laughs> uh, from now on. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of his band, Dark Complex? Uh, no. <laughs> I haven't, no. Check it out. If Lab. if you like Omerta, you will love Dark Complex. Hey. I mean, it's not his band now. It was his band before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they've got, like, two records out. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Dark yeah. Complex I think walks so we could run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, before there were Dark Complex, they were called Widow. And um, they were like one of the biggest bands in Houston at that time. And I think all of us collectively were a huge fan of that band. And so, you know, once we kind of like became friends with him and like he was working with us, it, it, it was very surreal, you know, because at least for me like i looked up to him a lot in that regard so like yeah very very thankful that we met that guy for sure <laughs> wow that's awesome yeah uh well, where does the name omerta come from how did you choose that name <laughs> it's a good name it's memorable uh it's kind of funny so i feel like we need to go back a little bit in the history Sure. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, whenever we started in like 2015, you know, we were we were a crossword band or whatever. And at the time, I had no idea what the fuck to call, you know, Omerta. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, you know what? My favorite, you know, hip hop record label is Death Death Row Records. Let's just call it Death Row. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was our friend Dave who was like that's fucking stupid don't do that like that's let's don't do that let's go through a bunch of like song names and let's find one and we'll eventually uh, come across something so i think a couple of days goes by and he's uh, scrolling through the lamb of god mm. and he come across omerta yeah <laughs> and then he presented yeah. it to us you know those of us who were in that iteration of omerta and we were like yo that's fucking hard. <laughs> and then we found out what it meant, you know, later on, which was like uh, the code of silence the mafia used in like the 30s. Am I right or am I wrong? I forget. Um, some... I think so. Yeah. In general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still yeah, a thing. Yeah. It's and a code of silence. And it kind of tied in into, you know, how we operate of like, you know, we kind of keep to ourselves, you know, work within our collective. 
and it just it really resonated with how we do shit. So it kind of just stuck. Even when we did the rebrand, we were like, you know, this still holds true to how we operate, and the name held some weight. So we're like, you know what? We'll just keep it forever. We are Omerta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just looked it up. It's Italian, which I guess makes sense for yeah. the mafia. I yep. I've well, always thought of it as like a hispanic word <laughs> but no it's no, italian no. Well, back, back, back in that era of omerta we had the little accent above the a oh but i think when we rebranded into what omerta is now we, we were like yeah we gotta take out that a so yeah it'll fuck up seo or oh, something <laughs> yeah it became a little less epic. <laughs> People pronounce it so fucked up. No one. It's very rare that people actually say Omerta like Omerta, Omerta. They just do so many crazy spins. I'm just like, dog. Read it. Omerita. Omelette. Omerita. Yeah, exactly. They always butcher it, but it's okay. Hey, I'm not expecting you to know how to read because I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I I can imagine the. Texas accents. Omerta. 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 I love that ethnic band, Omerta. Do you have a name for your little devil mascot with the one eye on its belly? I think I've seen yeah. a plush in photos. Yeah, I think oh. Daniel actually has the plush oh, right there. Sheesh. Baby. That's Yama. What? Yeah, but that that's Yama. Um, we named it after a Eastern god, the god of death and rebirth. Depending on what specific religion it is, but um, in general, it's kind of like the god of judgment who decides if you are reincarnated, you go to heaven or go to hell. Yeah, it's just a, a cool little name for Yama. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I like that Yama. Awesome. Yeah. I I love that little guy. Is, is he like? Is he from the? anti-amorous artwork where where is he from actually oh, no. he's well he's in um uh, um you know vince uh vincent void he was the one who actually created him but no we actually created him like way before even hyper violence came out oh. you know we felt like that you know the band definitely needed a mascot you know to help with the branding you know yeah. and not marketing stuff like that. and um yeah you know that's we, the little... we, we, we needed something to kind of capture the ethos of what Omerta was and everything. And like that's... looking at it, like at this little like tiny red imp with sharp teeth, horns, little tail and everything, like it looks kind of cute. Yeah. It looks really fun. It looks, you know, like a little mischievous little guy and everything. And I feel like, you know, it's kind of holds true with our music and everything. It's like, it's, it's fun. It's, kind of weird and everything you know what i mean like i feel like i think like that is like a really good representation of like what we're i guess all about essentially yeah his his build gives off the same energy as we do the same energy and the same vibe as as the music does (laughs) yeah yeah he built different (laughs) he built like a friend he he is friend shaped that's so true i (laughs) I feel like he does give me Digimon vibes for the Digimon fans oh, out there. That's fair. Like, I'm Digimon going crazy Digimon. right now. I love Digimon. <laughs> Don't even fuck with me, dude. Oh, really? I got I got, I got Agumon uh, sitting on top of me. I got Agumon and fucking Ty to my left. 
I got <laughs> some other plushies around here somewhere. I don't know where my girlfriend put them. I got, the first, I got War Greymon over here chilling. Hell yeah. I, I, we actually just watched the movie last night. Oh together. my I god. Like, <laughs> I, I fucking I love the movie. <laughs> I have it on VHS. <laughs> I oh, had it shit. at some point, dude. Yeah. I had it on VHS at some point. But I, I just got into Digimon, and last night I was like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> All right, we're watching the fucking movie. Hell yeah. And she was like, and I realized I was watching it again. As big brain as it might be, the movie is definitely catered to children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just really? like, man. Like, <laughs> Zorn. <laughs> fuck off, bro. <laughs> Digimon's sick, bro. Eat my ass. <laughs> I will die. I will I'll defend see. that. Dan oh, yeah. Carlos is gone. What? <laughs> oh, no. There He's he back. Let's go. <laughs> okay. I'm so, I'm so, I have no idea. <laughs> I was just like, I just, it exited and I was like freaking out. Bro, but I'm still Digimon. here. He hates Digimon so much that he loves to like, fuck these fools. He's, He's a Pokemon fan for sure. He looks like it. They can coexist in my mind. Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh! I feel like they're not Bro. comparable. <laughs> Do not Ooh, was that a ranking? <laughs> was that a ranking? Did you just rank those? Oh, did I rank them? Pokemon. No, I'm, yeah. I'm like, two are about little monster guys, and then one's about a card game. Oh. Yeah, to me, it's a they don't match. <laughs> okay, but what about Tamagotchi, though? Tamagotchi, though. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> if, if, if we're going to talk about little guys, we got to talk about Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> Made by the same um, people anyways, that make yeah. Digimon. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Very, I'm very a bit true. like a Tamagotchi. <laughs> a guy. You definitely are a little guy, for sure. Fuck you. I feel <laughs> like Yama would actually fall into a Tamagotchi category more. That would be some crazy merch, which I do have a question about somewhere. <laughs> you mm -hmm. have you have merch items including water guns, a skateboard deck, and a number one biggest mistake award ribbon. Is there any new strange merch for Omerta on the horizon? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, can't say too much about it yet and everything, but we're always trying to think outside the box when it comes to just merch and just yeah. what we have and everything, so... Can't say like like I said. I can't say too much, but keep a lookout on that. Has Omerta oh, yeah. has Omerta ever sold cassettes? Yeah, uh, <laughs> way yeah. back in the day, bro. <laughs> really? God damn day. it! It's gonna be a fucking collector's item. All right. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm holding on to that. <laughs> What'd you say, Zorn? I'm holding on to mine just in hopes <laughs> that I can eventually sell it for like thirty dollars one day. <laughs> Dude, I destroyed whatever remaining ones we had. I was like, fuck this. I remember we set them on fire outside of the oh, no. years ago. Like, we're like, this. Someone with an Omerta cassette is so happy to hear that right now. The entire <laughs> supply is gone. There's probably like 20 in the world. Value just went up like crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Discogs. All right. How did Omerta become America's most hated boy band? How'd that happen? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It was just kind of a thing. Like, we kind of like took the boy band approach because every individual member of the band contributes in their own way, whether that's like musically, lyrically, um, artwork or business stuff. We all have our own individual contributions. And we didn't want like 
the band itself to be the focal point or one individual member to be like, you know, you see those bands where they're like, it's a band, but there's one guy who just sticks out, one guy that everybody <laughs> yeah. knows. And it's like, eventually, it's essentially just a solo group with like four other dudes. That's not what we wanted America to be. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to shine a light like on everybody individually as well. And um, yeah, um, we have some fun Twitter, Twitter interactions every now and then. And, you know, people tend to talk shit and <laughs> it just it just kind of became a thing over after a while <laughs> y'all yeah. oh go ahead sorry oh no 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 i was just saying yeah <laughs> okay yeah y'all's twitter presence is pretty hilarious i <laughs> i i love the the special font you use and uh i i especially oh, yeah. love when you stop using the special font because then everyone who follows you is like what's happening what's going on why, why aren't they using yeah. the special font? <laughs> yeah. We had talked about dropping character, like, for a while, but it was, like, one of those things, like, well, we'll just, we'll wait till the right time. Yeah. And just, like, build up this, like, thing for a while, and then when we finally drop, we were like, oh, well, must be serious. <laughs> were you saying something, Gus? Yeah, I was saying, the moment we drop the fucking, the text... It's go time. We're not dicking around. Yeah. It is. <laughs> What's good? Yeah, that's the vibe I get yeah, from that, it. <laughs> the era before, like, whenever we first started doing it and everything, like, it was very um, complicated to draft up tweets and everything because we would have to – there was a notes app with each individual, like, unique character and everything, and they, they would have to manually cut and paste – like the O, the backwards E, you have to oh, capitalize no. random letters and everything. <laughs> and it took like 30 minutes. And we would do that for like almost two years and everything. And it was, it got to a point where we're just like, you know what? This is just way too much. Like there's so many people like trying to talk to us, talking shit. We just want to find an easier way to, you know, come up with these tweets and the text and everything. So Vince actually uh, programmed this text generator where you can type in like whatever you want and you can omertify it and it will just like automatically just you know schizo it out and everything so it's actually on the website <laughs> but yeah it's called omertext and that made our lives so much easier now so shout yeah. out Vince yeah and for reference I guess. it's ihateomerta.com forward slash omertext o-m-e-r-t-e-x-t yeah. if you want to find it I can uh, link it down in the show notes as well for my lazy listeners that don't like okay. typing Thank in you. addresses. <laughs> hey, man, I feel you. Uh, I also like that the account only follows five people and it's the band members. <laughs> I think everything, like, y y the way y'all fall into this boy band aesthetic is really funny to me. And I, I think it's just like, a really good <laughs> way to market yourself. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that too because that wasn't a that was a very recent thing. Uh, before uh, we dropped uh, Anti Amorous, the only people that we were following was BTS. <laughs> oh yeah. So we would have like it would just be one following and it would just be BTS. So like people would see that and they would like tweet at us and be like, "Why is Omerta only following BTS?" And blah blah, blah. and then we would get approached at shows and they'd be like, "Oh my god, like." who's your bias and then yeah it's 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 
it's really really funny we definitely <laughs> lean into it a lot more now so oh, well speaking of bts i my co-host had some questions all about k-pop <laughs> I, I uh what kind of influence Jeez. has k-pop had on your process oh it's had a lot actually mm-hmm. i think that you know not just because uh, and I, I know it might be biased because i'm korean but like <laughs> like korean like culture marketing branding especially like you know k-pop groups k-pop artists i think they (laughs) are at the forefront of just music just everything i mean like literally we take so much inspiration from that kind of stuff and it's it's kind of crazy because I think I don't see anybody else here, like, you know, as far as like bands, especially in our caliber or in our genre, taking inspiration from any of that kind of stuff. But it's like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's so cool how, you know, everything is just so, um, what's the word? Forward thinking. uh, Yeah, yeah, forward thinking, you know? And that's something that we really admire about a lot of those groups, you know, aside from the music, of course, the Mm -hmm. music is amazing, but just like, you know, branding, aesthetic, you know, just even like the way they're, they dress too, you know, yeah, I think we have a lot of inspiration from them, you know, fashion wise. And yeah, like yeah. They, they, just, they definitely play a huge role into what we do. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just really obvious that every single thing that those people do is just really thought out. Like Han said, whether it's the clothes, the branding, the music, of course, but it's just not only the music, that the thought has been put into it's into literally everything that revolves around it as well yeah i mean it, this kind of gives us like whole package like aesthetically visually and like musically that's really interesting you don't see a lot in like outside of maybe some western pop artists but especially in heavy music you know that's not really a thing yeah. but on that subject like even yama's design is based off of like bts and like there's a social media in Asia called Line, I believe. And they have little mascots, and there's a collaboration between BTS and Line. Uh, and Yama is like akin to that sort of like aesthetic. Awesome. Yep. So that's where the design comes from. <laughs> well, with that said, what are your favorite K pop groups? <laughs> Shout out well, new groups? Yeah, groups. Yeah, groups. New Jeans. Cool. Definitely New Jeans. Yeah, new Jeans, for sure. New Jeans is definitely like a collective. Thing between Man, all of us i could go through my spotify right now and name so many but <laughs> i mean yeah new jeans is a fan favorite for sure or like you know group favorite um you know shout out twice of course luna hard as hell right. yeah you know luna um man it, there's so many there's I so say many old, old shiny old shiny, shiny for sure yeah yeah, yeah, old, yeah. old shiny rest in peace Chonghyun. um i mean yeah i mean the list goes on and on but i think those are a handful that we really like for sure awesome i we've recently been reviewing more k-pop and j-rock and stuff trying to hell yeah you know not just review american music and yeah it's been i've been diving into the k-pop world so i'm definitely gonna take new jeans is on my list now for sure. <laughs> yes. yeah. blow awesome. Your mind. And uh, last K-pop question I kind of have. Uh, favorite BTS tracks? <laughs> I think we answered this actually on a Twitter 
uh, a tweet. <laughs> yeah. I like I, Run personally. Black Swan is also really good. That was mine. Oh shit! Dude, Singularity, <laughs> Singularity is fucking the best BTS track ever made, and I will die on that hill. Singularity is where to get to. What the fuck you say? How, how, <laughs> that shit away. How, how do you feel? How do y'all feel about that song Dynamite? Because I heard that like a million times. That's BTS, correct? Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I. I heard it so lie. much in Google ads, it made me mad. <laughs> like, just that one section. <laughs> when it did first come out, it was a bop for sure. But yeah. then it's just like after that, you heard it so many times. <laughs> ever. And at a certain point, like you said, you're like, all right, I'm about to blow my head off. I'm about to air this bitch out. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's get back to some band questions because that's what the people want. Uh, how do you go for Gustavo and Han? How do you go about splitting vocal duties? Because I've seen some live videos, um, and I've—I mean, this is kind of about the tracks themselves. But I've also seen you two swap, and <laughs> Gustavo's playing guitar, screaming, and Han is oh, yeah. uh, screaming. Uh, mainly so what how do you decide that um go ahead okay go i was gonna say i was gonna say um for that track specifically i remember it being a thing to where you know i don't think we felt my vocals fit the best and you know to play into the whole you know boy band thing there was times where jc or jt from nsync you know would swap places yeah. and they'd be the main vocalist and with my voice feeling like it didn't fit the song as well you know han stepped up and we felt like his voices did justice from front to back the screams the singing and everything so that's how the story of him fronting for that song came about and we're definitely looking forward to doing it more in the future oh okay um as far as you know sharing vocal duties you know i think that you know my screams are pretty one-dimensional um and i've always just loved hearing duos you know you got surge and uh what's his full name darren or Damon, yeah whatever but them two together always the way they work together was always beautiful where you have chester and um mike mike shinoda mike shinoda together <coughs> you know, they're not both screaming obviously but the duet of the, the two of them was always a beautiful thing and to me i just always I Wanted to, yeah. I wanted to hear that with us, you know. Real, <laughs> the, the call's yeah. about to end. I need yeah. to restart it. I'm really sorry. Oh, man. You're good, you're good, it's you're okay. Good. No worries. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I was like, damn it. I should not have asked that question. I should have just restarted it. <laughs> Am I back? Or? Yeah, you're back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> really now we're waiting for Daniel yeah. and Zorni. Zorni. Hey, real quick, Jake, behind you. What are those uh, figurines you got behind you, my bro? Figure. Oh, on there. Yep. Oh, shit. Is that a 1999 <laughs> Godzilla? Or is that just a regular? Hey, oh no, it looks, no, that's it not. That's not. That's um Megatron from Transformers Beast Wars. Oh no, shit. 
Yeah, well, From back here looks like an Amer <laughs> the American version of Godzilla, that really shitty version of Godzilla. I, oh, okay. That on, movie's the movie's bad, but the design is good in my opinion. No, I know the design. I think the design's cool, but yeah. the movie hey, itself, hey. I was like, <sighs> Carlos, go off, King. Go off, King. Go <laughs> off, man. And I'm not just saying it's because I love that movie as a kid and everything. As like an avid Godzilla fan, I thought it was a really, really cool, interesting take on Godzilla. The design is fucking amazing, but I also like the fact that there's a Godzilla that's spawning more Godzillas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought the concept was was great, personally. Yeah, like, Zilla was kind of a bitch. It would run away and everything. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool that, you know, she chose New York City. She chose Madison Square Garden to essentially lay a nest to, I guess, populate the world with more of her, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think so I, I thought that was fucking cool. You know, I haven't seen the movie in years. Maybe you and I need to go on a little date and watch the movie together. <sighs> okay. What are your what are your thoughts on Shin Gojira? Me? Anyone. Or just anyone. I think it's fucking beautiful. I think it's great. Uh, fantastic. Well, I think it's the best Godzilla movie. So true. I agree. Like the darkest... It, it makes it even better that uh, Hideaki Anno actually directed that. So, yeah. Fucking fantastic movie. I actually want to watch it right now. <laughs> yeah. After the call, of course. I think I think we're uh, waiting for Zorn. Something might be happening. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm waiting for a message saying, like, help, I can't get in or something. Where's the code? <laughs> yeah, he just said, I need an invite to the call, please. Okay. I sent an invite. In invitation to my friend. <laughs> I love the impassioned speech for for 1998 Godzilla. Didn't think I would get thank this, you, to you. be honest, but I really... I'm impressed. I love anyone that can make a case for for a movie everyone else hates. Like... <laughs> it's, uh, I'm very passionate about that movie. <laughs> Let me... I feel like his, his 1998 um, Godzilla is my Digimon movie. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have so both true. on VHS now that I think about that's it. That's fucking hard. That's hard. <laughs> because the VHS well, for Godzilla is uh, like, it's kind of got a leathery feel. When I found mm. it at Half Price yeah, Book, yeah. I was like, ooh, shit. <laughs> it's the fucking big ass foot and like they textured the foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> but... uh Gustavio, I have no idea where you stopped in when you were talking about the splitting vocal duties. I, I think I was saying about Chester, Bear, Ch oh, right. Chester Bennington <laughs> yeah. and Mike Shinoda. Yeah. But yeah, just I always really admired dual vocalists, even like with um, boy bands in the 90s. And like they're, they're, hum they're harmonizing and shit. Like it was always a badass thing. So I think it was only appropriate that we did it with Omerta. And I mean, Han has some kick-ass screams and some a beautiful singing voice. So, there you go. Yeah. Han Kim Ben, Ben Kim. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Shout out Vince. Um, Vince is actually the one who taught me how to scream. So, yeah. Shout out him for that. Wow. Vince is the goat. That's a, that, yeah. if you learn anything, it's really Vince is. Boyd is it, the goat. Taught me how to tie my shoes. It's crazy because um. For the longest time, everyone assumed that Han's vocals on Hyperbalance at the end were Vincent's. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for the longest time. Because, well, Vince would do that as a guest feature, like, in our live show yeah. for, like, the very early, like, part of Hyperbalance, like, before that live. And people kept commenting, like, oh, well, 
isn't Vince on this? Isn't him, but it's actually Han. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a Mr. Miyagi Vince. Daniel moment right there. <laughs> Literally. He he Literally. is Have you seen the meme of Master Splinter with the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> what that is us. Oh, the babies, like the little yeah, the babies, where they grow up. Okay, <laughs> this I'm thinking of it. Someone create that, please. Omerta fan base. <laughs> I know you can create that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wow. Yeah, I love that take on the dual vocals. I also any band would do vocals. Lincoln Park is a great example. It's just like when the other one comes in, it's like it goes hard. It just provides the oh, yeah. change up that keeps all the songs really fresh. After so many years, and all those songs are so fresh. They just complement They complement each other so yeah. well. Yeah. Is there a possibility of any of the other members doing vocals? <laughs> no, no, it goes. Wink, wink. We're finna see. We're finna see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. Okay, that is a great answer. I love that answer. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, there have been three Hate Five Six live performances of the band in the last ten months, uh, and in every video, the band is bringing so much energy. What songs are each of y'all's individual favorites to play live? Uh, I, guess... I I'll start that off. You know, I think it's easier for me to say which ones I hate to play live. Okay. <laughs> because there actually is two that I hate playing live. It is Talent Show and Hyperviolence. What? Yeah. But my favorite song to play live is Anti-Immerse. Okay. That's good. Just, it's fresh and it hits harder than the new songs. I, I, I don't even think it's because I'm jaded. It's just... <laughs> the, they translate live so fucking well. Yeah. Like the fucking the little guitar riff and the Han Kim going, and then just all of us hitting it at the same time, dropping in. It just, I get this wave of like energy, even though I'm like I'm 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 not gassed, but I'm 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 tired by the yeah. time we get to Antamers. I feel like I get a new jolt of you know energy and excitement the moment we start playing the song, and the fans you know are excited to hear a new song that they know live. So I think it's a mutual call and response between the the two of us, me, being the band and the fans. Yeah, that that's why that would be my personal favorite. But yeah, fuck talent show and fuck hyperviolence. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I would say my personal favorite is Satophile for sure. Like I don't know, like the intro to that song, and then when it smacks in, it hits so hard, and then it follows into that two step part which also goes hard yeah. it's like the entire first half of that song is just like ah! like it's <laughs> fucking it makes me just like it makes me amped like i don't know just that whole part of the song is great so yeah i have to say that's my personal what, favorite what, hey han you cut out what did you say it did it does what <laughs> there you go thank you uh, uh i think for me um I'm like conflicted. I love playing Cytophile for those exact same reasons and everything. But I think like my favorite song to play right now is uh, the one that Gus and Han uh, switch with. It's called Trauma Coaster. Um, it's not released at the moment, but um, I just love playing that song so much. It's 
there's so much like dynamic in that song you know like it, it goes from this really crazy like super down tune like 808 intro then it goes into like a really groovy part and then like there's a lot of just genre changes and it really makes the fans just kind of like watch and just not know what to do but just go nuts and i don't know like i, I it's also just really really fun to play as well so that's my personal favorite yeah for me trauma coaster is a close second but my first is cytophile um all for the same reasons that like han said but also um because whenever i approach like live drumming i like to think of empathizing with what the lyrics are going with and just the overall uh energy and meaning of the song and um the parts and the drum parts inside a file playing them live it's just like a really good opportunity for me to do just that with just like i don't know going really hard on some of the drum parts i i they're like some of them are a lot more simpler so it's just easy to just start smacking the shit out of my cymbals <laughs> and like my toms so yeah that's mine i, I like side of follow up see it i'm kind of uh i'm kind of torn honestly because for the longest time i think benny boy was my favorite to play live it was just like it's short fast the breakdown at the end was always like one of my favorite breakdowns in hyperbalance just insane um I think recently though it's become anti-amorous honestly like the whole just the intro riff into like when it drops it's like watching top fuel drag racing you know like we have like <laughs> the little tree like where it starts off as red and it's like it's like fuck it up as soon as the fuck it up hits it's like you just slam on the gas and you just fly down the drag strip and it dude it's just like so much energy so much so many fun bass lines to play um very dynamic it's just from front to back it's just a lot of fun to play live and there's a lot of energy into it and seeing some of the reactions like people react to it now that it's like actually released and um yeah it's it's super sick i really enjoy playing that song live now awesome awesome well that's a great set of songs y'all said even the ones that are the worst i still like i'm gonna be honest I, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I see the thing is I still like the song. Mm -hmm. It's playing them that I don't like doing. And talent show, I don't like playing for the reason that there's no vocal rest for me. Uh, the only break I get is between the what is that fucking sample before the fucking uh that uh fucking circle pit riff the fucking take that motherfucker? That's the only breath I get in the whole song. Yeah. So anytime we're playing that song, I'm like oh. <laughs> It, it wins the fuck out of me. Like what? Oh. <laughs> oh. <gasps> I just want to make sure. Yeah, of course. <gasps> and then <laughs> for, for hyperviolence, it's just people don't give a shit about it anymore. Like, that's the one song where I feel like the crowd just starts to die off. Really? That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's the one song that that's like we'll have them the whole time. We they play hyperviolence and they're just like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the reason why I'm over Hyperviolence, even though I would argue that Hyperviolence is my favorite song on the record. Okay, okay, gotcha. That, that's crazy. That is a crazy thing to hear. What the hell, Omerta live audience? <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. 
Uh, we did kind of talk about some of this stuff earlier, but I love your unique aesthetic uh, for the band and the album covers by Maria Basilla, aka Techno Organism, on Twitter, are a huge part of that aesthetic. How much creative input did y'all give for? And did Maria Basilla do all the covers? I kind of assumed, but I could have. <laughs> that could have been so. Wrong. Um, originally, um, so, well, well, to answer that question, um, a lot of the, if not the majority of the art direction does come from Vince and her as well, um, especially with the newer stuff. However, for the Hyperviolence album cover, as well as I Love You Too and everything, uh, Vince actually put us on to an artist from Japan named uh, Daisuke Ichiba. Oh. And um, yeah, and we were on a mission to find something that was, really resonate with like what hyperfound sounded like like how would we be able to depict that artistically and oops visually sorry i dropped something <laughs> and um i yeah i'll just be doing that anyways but uh we he actually commissioned him to do the album art for his album and he put it on to him and we were just like looking at his stuff and then we just saw it and then we were immediately like this is it like this feels like hyperviolence this yeah. feels like just sensory overload like very very hard to decipher what is happening and we just felt that it fit so um of course with the rebrand and everything and, and of course with like the newer release we uh stopped working with them and then we let maria and vince kind of handle the art direction from there so awesome. we let them have about like full reign on what to do essentially so and it, it always comes out amazing so yeah. Shout out Vin, shout out Maria, especially. Um, yeah. The the anti amorous art it, will that be a the full album art or is that a just a single art? Yeah, that no, was just a single art. Okay. That was just a single. Well, I think it definitely matches hyperviolence in a way, but also feels unique and different. Um, I I love the vibes of your artwork. It's just. <laughs> Uh, I get it. it. It does match the music completely. <laughs> once you listen, oh, once yeah. you get it, it totally oh, yeah. matches. Um, y'all were just on tour and maybe touring again very soon. Uh, y'all can drop Oops. plugs for your tour dates, of course, uh, whenever you want. What's been your favorite city to play on this most recent tour you uh, embarked on? Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City was up there, definitely. I think collectively, though, I think we can all say that San Fernando Valley was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir! That was yeah. like... And that was a headliner for us. Yeah, we had I played don't... With... Sorry, Sorry. Go ahead. I, I don't... I think this is just me, but I, I don't think I've ever played a show with Omerta where it was strictly a headliner and there were that many people just like screaming not only the lyrics but also like the samples used in like hyper violence and whatnot yeah yeah <laughs> even the samples I think by far wow. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome it, it's surprising people like know our music front to back and it's surprising like what they'll shout out and what they know um, I think that was definitely like the best show overall but like out of all the shows like we played with like amity i've got to vote for milwaukee yeah we played the rave in milwaukee, milwaukee. Wisconsin. the energy there and crazy like yeah. 
the whole like front section was like going off. There was like a giant mosh pit the whole show, and it was super super sick. Yeah, we definitely felt most in our element during that show specifically. It felt like an Omerta show. It felt like we truly brought those people into our world. So I I, I agree with Zorn. I definitely think it's Milwaukee. Kansas close second out of the Amity shows though. Kansas yeah. is badass. Oh, um, yeah, Han, yeah. Han just got kicked out of the uh, Zoom, he, by the way. Oh, no. Uh. Ah. <laughs> Han, Han tried to call me. <laughs> That's right. <funny. laughs> oh, no. Zorn, is that the strawberry Dr. Pepper? Yeah, they recently brought back the uh, strawberries and cream zero sugar Dr. Pepper. Zorn. Very sick. Dude, I tried the, uh, I tried the Dr. Pepper uh, float ice cream, the Bluebell one. How was it? It's amazing. It's, okay. It's addicting, bro. I'm going to get it. <laughs> Welcome back, Kim. Hello. Hi, Han. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Uh, you did it. Oh. That's crazy. What is, what is that? That's a super. Oh, water. yeah. It's actually uh, the Pellegrino sparkling oh, water. Oh, Pellegrino. The bro, best drink it... in existence. Yes, sir. Bro, um... I call it Spagolis for some reason. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what the fuck that means. Or it's a real word. <laughs> oh yeah, the freaking uh, bibbidi bobbidi water, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The bibbidi bobbidi. You were yeah. saying, Jake, my man. I <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. I'm so oh, sorry. My gosh. <laughs> no, I've had some bands just throw it off the rails, and I just let it happen. That's what the people want, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about your most recent tour. Oh, I did want to ask: Have you met any Zorn stands? Any? Gustavo stands and eat Han stands since you're leaning into the boy band aesthetic, the K pop influences. Are there any stands that you know of? <laughs> I think uh, so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I know uh, there's these two people that come to our Houston and our, like, they were actually at the Austin show whenever we were on tour with Load. And um, they would just like go they would film us like like on some like k-pop fan can shit <laughs> like just us and everything and then they would freak out and then they would like come up to us after we play and then they would give us like little plushies <laughs> really? that like they thought represents yeah. us and everything i thought like yeah. it's it, it's it's crazy for sure but <laughs> we've had people ask for each member individually to like talk to them and to take pictures with and everything so it's yeah i i, I guess it's safe to say that we had some interesting stands for sure yeah i was gonna say there's also this one girl in san fernando valley that gave us those uh cards of our bias in bts oh. carl's fell off the bridge Anyways. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but yeah I, I i think all those things happening are indicators that we have stands um whether it's explicitly said or not i definitely think oh. that that they exist out there yeah <laughs> carlos uh, uh, my uh my stand card, uh, Jimin. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they exist. They're, they're definitely out there. Yeah, for sure. They gotta be. All right. So I got some questions about the new album. I'm not gonna hammer you. I won't demand dates or anything like that. All right. But I do got some questions. Hit us. <laughs> Is the new album's official name Suicycle? 
Hmm? Too far, bro. Sorry. That's too far. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Oh, shit. oh my god. It may or may not be. No. Yeah. We finna see, as we, we always see. say. Yeah. Okay. Well, everything with us changes until the very moment it's out. So <laughs> oh, okay. it could be for now, but fuck around, you know literally the second before we're supposed to turn it in to spotify <laughs> and the distributors we're gonna be like hey let's call it this let's not call it anything and then boom it's gonna change so for now it can be but you know like i said shit never stays on track with us it's <laughs> something's always bound to change which is, i feel like is a good thing yeah unpredictable yes we keep, we <laughs> yeah. keep you guys on your toes i love <laughs> i love all the angles we're getting of zorn and and han People could probably like make 3D models of your face, like creepy accurate, <laughs> <laughs> like 3D scan in your shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love the 19 minute runtime of Hyperviolence. It feels like a shot of adrenaline. Is the new album going to be a similar length? Longer? Shorter? another thing that well, could change it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be different for sure um you know we uh we're definitely much more experimental on this new album and it required you know a little bit of how do you say it, more space more runtime yeah so it, it's gonna be a bit longer okay as far as how yeah. much i'll i'll leave that for everyone to find out but yeah it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a little bit longer adventure for us this time. Can I give him a little hint? Yeah, a little, a little hint. A little. What's a sure. little hint? Sure. Antimers is the shortest song on the record. Very true. Yeah. There you go. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess I guess it's safe to say that like we went into this, you know, with a lot of care and a lot of intention. Like each song, it's its own little beast, essentially. Yeah. Like it's. And it's great because, you know, this is the first album that we actually all came together and we all brought something to the table. Um, so it definitely allowed for more experimentation and more of a, it definitely introduced a new approach into writing music. So I guess you can say that like, it's, it'll, it'll definitely be, you know, a holistic experience of Omerta to say the least. The first true representation of who we are as a band. Oh yes. And it's worth it myself up. I'm kidding. <laughs> that, I've said too much. <laughs> I, that's, you know, as a fan, a new fan at that, that's kind of exactly what I want to hear for a sophomore record. That's super exciting. I, I'm oh, hyped yeah. as hell for it. Sheesh. Sorry. Oh, and one last question. What do you think sets the new album apart from hyperviolence? Oh, uh, well... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, I just want to say this. I mean, you know, Carlos, I think Carlos said it. Um, you know, I think this one, it was a, you know, a combination of all of us getting together to working on this album. I think it's definitely a lot more experimental, you know? And I know Carlos mentioned that before, but yeah, you know, there's just so much inspiration that we take from so many different genres. And, you know, being that a lot of us come from different backgrounds musically, you know, we all kind of just threw in, you know, a little bit of ourselves into this. And, you know, versus hyperviolence, hyperviolence seemed to be 
I don't want to say it was one-dimensional, but it definitely was. Like, you get the it point was. of what it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was, it was. very yeah. one-dimensional. Okay, we'll say that. We'll say that. It was very one-dimensional, right? But with this one, we were like, there's just, you know, there's so many different things we want to do. You know what I mean? So it's like, fuck it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Like, if we want to do this, we're going to do that. If we want to do this, we're going to do that. And there's literally no barrier holding us in. There's no limit to anything. It's just we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And, you know, you like it or you don't. But, yeah, go ahead. I just want to add, I just wanna oh. add um, to that point that yeah. when writing the songs for Suicycle, it, it wasn't even strictly just like, you know, we're going to do whatever the fuck that we want. And, you know, we're going to add a random, you know, different genre section right here. It really was just about writing what felt best and what would fit. So if that meant like doing something completely different after uh, just doing like some crazy like breakdown or whatever, then if it felt right, we would do whatever it is that felt right. But yeah. That yeah. Sad, the song essentially writes itself basically yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't stop until we feel that it is done as corny as that sounds <laughs> Zorn, the floor is yeah yours. i mean more or less he just said what i was gonna say but um i'm sorry this we like <laughs> it's cool i mean we're all kind of on the same page i mean it's more so like the song writes itself we're just more so the medium to channel these songs through uh we're not writing anything we're just channeling what we feel into the song um i think han kind of touched upon it but i think the main thing that's going to set this record apart is just musically stylistically we're just trying a bunch of new things there's a broader range of emotions and feelings that's being expressed not only across the whole record but through individual songs as well like this whole record each song is just all over the place and i think it's going to take a lot of people by surprise it's a whole new like wider dimension of what omerta can be so yeah. Wow. You gonna say something, guys? No, y'all said everything that I could have <laughs> would have dreamt of saying. That was amazing. Yeah. I love it a lot. Yeah, I love all all that philosophy. That's a. I love bands that think like this. Like you know, of course, bands that do guitar guy does guitar, and you know, it it's good. But people, bands that like bring all of their ideas in together like a huge swirl, that's that always makes for some of the greatest music in the world, I think. And I do oh, yeah. feel like you oh, yeah. are kind of superstars about to go supernova with this new record. I, I think it's going to be a great thing for y'all, honestly. I really... I Thank you so, so much. Thank you. I hope so. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, it's good to have some optimism. <laughs> yeah, you need it. I got some Twitter questions from your Omerta stands on Twitter. Um, they all had a lot of annoying long usernames, so I'm just gonna link them in the show notes. So, uh, <laughs> but let's let's get into these questions. Uh, what was the main inspiration behind your newest song, Anti Amorous? Um, yeah. So, instrumentally, at the time I remember writing it, um, we were taking a lot of inspiration from a uh, System of a Down specifically the album toxicity which i mean now that the song is out hopefully people can hear that inspiration yeah. especially like like the little like beginning first half of the song um yeah like we just love how crack that whole album is <laughs> like you know and 
as a, like an intro we wanted it to be like exude that same kind of energy so yeah. you know it took a lot of inspiration from that but you know also like we mentioned before anti-amorous being a part of suicide we wanted to explore more genres you know get more experimental so you know we wanted to take the listener and kind of take them on this ride of just like genre mashing genre switches you know because it starts off very you know high energy system of a down and then it gets into a very glitch hyper pop-esque you know section and then it gets into like this what people a lot of people compare our music to like anime music which i could <laughs> really see like, i feel like the melodic section and like the whole chorus section of anti-amorous like that could be definitely be like a whole you know anime intro-esque like you know type song but yeah um really you know just really just kind of like showcasing our capabilities of being able to you know just I guess, explore different worlds of music into just one, you know? So I think that was a huge inspiration behind, like, the song Antiamorous, but, yeah. I want to add something to that musically before I go into, like, the lyrics and stuff. So, like, that song, well, fun fact, that song was written as soon as the pandemic started. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's when the first iteration of that song came about. Oh, yeah. we felt, you know, what would be a perfect way to, you know, marry the two records? We need like a good bridge, and I feel like Anti-Amorous was that perfect bridge of like, here's a taste of what's to come, and here's what you heard previously, but it's yeah, and put yeah. to ten thousand. And at least for like me lyrically, you know, I'm gonna get a little, a little emotional. But um, um, at the time when Anti-Amorous was starting to be written, I started experiencing um, panic attacks and like true feelings of anxiety. And it was feelings of like, you know, not being able to explain why I feel the way I feel, thinking I'm okay and realizing like, oh shit, like you're not okay. Kind of b similar to being in a music relationship. So the idea came about of like presenting anxiety personified as a woman and or being in a toxic relationship is why, you know, how anti amorous the name came about as well. Mm -hmm. Because the name essentially means anti-love. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know... When being in a toxic relationship, you can feel like, oh, like, I'm happy here. I love being here, but something about this feels very wrong. Something about this is not good for me, but I can't tell what it is. And that's exactly like anxiety where, you know, you could go about your day feeling like, oh, you know, everything seems okay, but then why, do, why the fuck do I feel so scared? Why do I feel like something is going to you know turn upside down and fuck my world up and even like you know in the first verse i ex like i explained the feelings of a panic attack and to anyone who's truly experienced what those are not just a little episodes of like oh like i'm 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 scared i'm nervous of this like no that's not what that shit is like the feeling of like your body shutting down your your limbs going completely numb your heart rate going to a million and feeling like you can't control what's going on in life. And at that very moment, it feels like you are having a heart attack and you're on the verge of death. So that's where, you know, at least the lyrics were motivated by. Bro, you are spitting because I have had panic attacks like a motherfucker for a while. 
and I'm gonna listen to that song a whole new different way now. I did not realize that was the intention. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need to listen to that one again. That. Uh, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like waiting for the other foot to drop on you. Like, yeah, you know, your time is gonna come no matter what sort of thing. I totally get yeah. you. That. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting the answer to hit me like that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that's kind of the point whenever at least our music is written or at least lyrically you know I'd, I'd like to you know write about my bullshit in a somewhat artistic way at least attempt to and hope that it um, reaches someone else and has the same effect that it had the therapeutic effect that it had for me yeah so I hope that you know now that you know the true meaning behind the song that you have some kind of cathartic experience and levitate to go see baby Jesus or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did anyone else want to talk on anti-amorous or do you want to move on? Uh, we. Oh, no, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think Han and Gus like definitely explained it to the best. Awesome. Uh, I got five minutes remaining on the zoom. Are you all good? If I restart it again, one last time, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, of course. Sure. All right. Hey, in that restart. Uh huh. Wait. Sure. <laughs> we're all here. We're all here. <laughs> okay. Can I go? Can I, can I go potty? Can I go potty in that in that little break? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Twitter questions. Someone asked this. Yes. Don't know their name right now. Are you planning to make any music videos in the future? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have we any already? Uh, what? Do you have any right now? Uh, we have some that are in production right now. Um, we're working on trying to get released soon, but uh, I mean, I think that's more or less the most I could say about it without revealing too much. But we are working on some. We're hoping to release some in the near near future. Awesome, Gustavo. Well, I'm back. Awesome. Uh, we were just at, talking about music videos. Oh yeah, what they said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which is your favorite Converge album, and why is it Jane Doe? I'm going to be real, Chief. I don't listen to Converge, but I know someone in here who does. <laughs> All right, so as an avid Converge fan, I love Jane Doe because, like, while I do agree it is a classic album, um, All We Love We Leave Behind is my personal favorite, and I think it's their best record just because – it's a lot more mature. There's a lot more moods that have been like, explored in that. Like, and just musically, like, I just think that it hits a lot harder and everything. Also like this Kurt Ballou's production on that really shines through and everything. That's just my personal take on it. I just, I think that album is completely transcends Jane Doe. Not talking shit to any Jane Doe fans <laughs> out there and everything. Cause like, you know, like I said, I think it's a great record and everything, but it is very one dimensional, but yeah, that's my take on it. I don't know if anyone else here listens to Converge. Don't embarrass I mean, me. I've only listened. To, <laughs> I've only listened to Jane Doe. <laughs> I haven't really. I've, and I, there's another album that I've listened to. I forgot what it's called. But um, no, I trust Carlos's judgment on this. I'll, I'll have to probably check out the album that he's talking about to get a better idea. But yeah, I will say, drums, Converge. Uh, the drummer for Converge, amazing. Fucking amazing. <laughs> so, fucking, so fucking good, dude. It- I don't know why this person asked this question. Great job, Twitter user. Really appreciate the question. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, I don't know. All right. I, I thought maybe the band was just known for liking Converge. Um, Not at all. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, this kind of goes back to, like, you know, how we all come from, like, different musical backgrounds. Like, we all love different shit, but we always kind of, like, bring those influences together to kind of, like, create, like, some sort of disgusting monstrosity of a song and everything. So, like, (laughs) as a Converge fan and everything, I'll bring some Converge riffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll do that. Was the real reason Suicycle wasn't uploaded that day actually because of the cover? Yes, I... it is. Yes. 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> we went through a lot of bullshit trying to deal with that. But, um, you know, I guess to touch on that, Yes, to answer the question, yes. The reason why it was not uploaded the day that we said it was going to be was because of the album art. But, um, you know, throughout the time of us trying to get that situated, we realized, you know, I feel like we're keeping, you know, the people waiting for a while. Might as well, let's make the work, uh, let's make the wait worth it, you know? Let's give them more. And so throughout time, we decided that, yeah, we're going to add more to the album because I think when we announced it, we said that it was going to be a two or three song album or EP, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we just felt like, you know, it's not enough, especially keeping all these people waiting, you know. So, yeah, we decided that, you know, they deserve more. So hopefully when the album finally releases that, uh, you know, the wait was well worth it. All right. Uh, so so the, was that meant to come out like 2022? Or 2021. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. One of those years. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares about the past? Who cares about all that? Why are we gonna push up old shit? <laughs> Will Omerta release guitar tabs? Smiley face. Maybe. But um I'll just say as a guitar player of sixteen years. You're much better off learning the songs by ear. It'll serve you much better in the long run because guitar tabs, cool. You'll know how to play it exactly how it's written, but at the same time, like it's going to limit you creatively and limit you as a musician as you like try to learn or write in the future. So um, that's a topic of debate we've had, uh-huh. but um, it could happen. But on principle, it might not. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to agree with Zorn. Honestly, like I think both of us grew up learning how to play from just like listening to songs and trying to figure it the fuck out, you know, at 10 years old, 11 years old, just in there going and whatnot. Yeah. Unless, unless guitar world, I don't know if guitar world is still a thing, but unless guitar world hits up like Carlos and I to do a guitar playthrough of a song, you know? Yeah. But you got it. You got it. Just, you know, use your ears. (laughs) You got it. Cosign. Because that was some real shit y'all just said. I, I, learned, I mean, I know the question was re- regarding like guitars, but I learned hyperviolence by ear for drums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's the only way you I can mean, learn a pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think at any point, if you wanted like actually do music, you have to learn how to learn how to use your ears. And so guitar true. tabs, I mean, they're cool for sure, but at the same time, it's literally just limiting you as a musician. So you're 100 percent better off just learning by ear. It's kind of cheating, you know, yeah. like, like you're literally looking at cheat codes <laughs> on how to play guitar. Yeah. It's it, kind of like, <laughs> it's no. like, yeah, what, what, 
it's like what's the fun in using a roadmap to get to your destination once you just figure it out yeah why yeah. use google maps dude just fucking get lost embrace <laughs> your journey <laughs> yeah but that's the I real will, journey it's not the destination i will say though i will say though i hate those people that like will talk shit to you and be like you're playing it wrong. That's not how you play it. Like, <laughs> I've had my share fair moments where I was at Guitar Center and I was playing, like, Inter Sandman or something. And I've had a Guitar Center employee come up to me and be like, that's not how you play it. And they will walk away. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Good customer like, okay. service. You play it. <laughs> They're okay, just mad that they've heard it, like, a hundred times. <laughs> so they would definitely know how to play it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, fuck it. Whatever, man. Yeah, I didn't think the guitar tabs question would be the one of controversy, but here we go. <laughs> I, with it, baby. I think it's a really good sort of what you're saying. I, I think I agree with you on some level for sure, but also I think of like piano players with their sheet music. <laughs> it's like take that away, <laughs> fuck uh, you. Uh, well, okay, I mean, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Reading music is a good thing to know how to do. Yeah. I wish I knew how to read music. I don't fucking know how to do it to save my motherfucking life. I just know the fucking every good boy does fine and the what's the other one? Fucking face, whatever yeah. it's called. Facing the uh, uh, face in your space. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? When they add the in your space? <laughs> that face is within the spaces. Oh, okay. There you go. But yeah, it, reading music if you are young and have the time to learn how to do it fucking do it because it is a great tool to have if you know i think i speak for everyone here like if we all knew how to write read music it'd be, it'd be badass <laughs> yeah how to yeah no i mean hey i think we were all in band at some point orchestra so like <laughs> no okay dude orchestra. Uh, i mean like, look, like i can't I, I can't talk shit. I was first chair clarinet, so uh, yeah, I was anyway. in first chair orchestra, violin, varsity. <laughs> wow, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> if there's one thing that I regret is you know not continuing how to read music and everything. So I feel like learning how to read like traditional music and everything is a really really good skill. It's not mm -hmm. as like you know plain as just reading a bunch of numbers on a on a screen with lines and everything like that's literally like a roadmap i feel yeah. like with sheet music like it, it takes like, a very specific skill that not a lot of people have right so yeah okay yeah i definitely see what you're saying are great there... question wow <laughs> you're crazy question twitter user good job are there job. any collabs with other artists coming up yes especially all over this record um as you heard, we have John Askus yeah. on Anti-Amorous. Um, I don't want to give away who else we're working with, but there is at least three or four more. Nice. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, yes. you're about. about. Yeah, and we, we are big on like making music with our friends, especially if we're like-minded. So, yeah, we can expect collabs on this record, on the next record, next one, the next one. I think <laughs> it's just going to be a thing that we do forever. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, uh, only so there's only one feature on hyperviolence, correct? Ash Gordon on side of five. Ash motherfucking Gordon. <laughs> so that's a big step up. Awesome. Um, oh yeah. How do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare. 
medium or, or medium rare? I'm with Daniel medium on rare. that one. I'm on Daniel with that one. Medium or medium rare because depending on the cut of steak, it yeah. it, it matters. I love blood. <laughs> wow. I love that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I like a good medium personally. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, I, I think it depends. Like, well, exactly. yeah, I, I agree. Like, you know, the cut of steak is important and everything, but like, let's like, like a burger, for instance, like how you like your burgers cooked. Medium. Like, I like medium. I liked my, However, I liked McDonald's my... does it. However, McDonald's does it. Oh my God. Man. I had I had this fucked up experience one time. While we were all together, uh, shipping out merch, I made a burger, and that bitch was still mooing, and everyone yelled at me. They were like, "What the fuck is that? You're gonna fucking die! You're gonna get fucking mad cow disease!" La, 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 la. And I was like, "What? Aren't you allowed to eat this shit bloody?" They're like, "No, that's it bad." But to be dripping. fair, that shit was okay. still like that shit it was had dripping. Just sliced okay. open. Okay, here's the thing. You can eat a burger that red if it's good, high-quality meat. But not a burger patty from, like, the discount section at Walmart that you paid, like, a quarter for. Like, no. That's not okay. Okay? If you're going to eat a burger more on the rare side, buy... Higher quality beef. Damn, bro. Gus oh, just got cooked. Oh, always, <laughs> bro. always, always grass fed, baby. Always organic. Don't panic, baby. Well, I don't know about all that. Yeah, there's some beef <laughs> going on right now for sure. Wow. <laughs> uh, How do you do that, head. Zorn? <laughs> what? He pays you just come up with like punt. I, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just stupid, bro. It just comes to me. <laughs> That's smart. Like blows my mind. <laughs> I need motherfuckers like you on my podcast. <laughs> Here we are. Here we is. And final question. I got no more. All my brain blast. I'm done. Why are you all so freaking cute? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was from a stand for sure. You, I mean, uh, hair care routines, mom. you know. Well, yeah, that actually that does matter because I mean, you could, you can make yourself look good. You can work with your features. You can, you know, learn your angles. You can do skincare routines. You can, you know, dress get a haircut well. that fits your uh, your face shape. Would you say, Daniel? I'm sorry. You can dress well. You can dress well. You can dress for your, you know, your body type. So I guess to give like a more concise answer for that yeah just work with what you got and you can always enhance the way you look i mean hell i had a mustache what four years ago i wasn't looking too cute back then i wasn't looking good <laughs> hey before i joined just, mustache, just here look, just drink water. water drink water just go drink to the water. gym go to the gym drink water <laughs> shout out shout out salicylic acid shout out vitamin c uh, shout out to your toners. Uh, shout out to Yeah, deodorant is great. Yeah, I don't think you're really yeah. cute. Don't be stinky. <laughs> Use some good clone. Use some that, you know, make you smell good that works with your body. Bathe. Bathe, yes. <laughs> don't just put uh, cologne on. You got to bathe. 
especially if you're going to go out to a very public setting where there's live music playing, I think deodorant is a great way to look great and also smell great. Mm -hmm. So please wear it. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Carry these bitches on you. We, we say strapped up with these right here in the van. Oh, so true. So true. How do you think Yama keeps his his teeth so white, bro? Oh, he's wearing a grill right now. He's wearing the electric grill, but... He's wearing the Aurora Borealis girl. Jesus. I, you Yum. know, but yeah, I don't, I personally don't believe that, you know, you, no matter what, you can look good. I think you can, you can work it out. You can make something happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I do want to say I love y'all's uh, little photo shoot pictures in the all white background you've been doing recently for those tour <laughs> posters. <laughs> I love just to look at Thank that. You. I think Zorn's foot is like huge on the poster. It's like the centerpiece. <laughs> it's like a fisheye lens sort of thing. <laughs> big ass feet. I got big ass feet, bro. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Guys, that's not an illusion. That's not fisheye lens. <laughs> this has been a fantastic interview. I've loved talking to y'all. It's been a joy. I need y'all to plug your shit up. Your tours, what's coming out soon? Give a, give all the deets for the fans or new fans. Oh, uh, let me uh, look at the. Uh, tour we don't know when we're going on tour. Yeah, I don't think. I do you even have tours booked? I got let's it. Ask, let's ask our agent. <laughs> yeah, so um, you oh, know, cool. we got a headliner coming up. Um, first day is gonna be June 9th, Chicago, Illinois. In the Cobra Lounge, yeah. um, you know, come out to that. We're also going to be doing um, so what this year again. Uh, it's going to be the second day, Sunday, June twenty fifth. Um, what stage? What Dallas. stage? What stage? We at? What stage? Uh, we're we're on the uh, we're on the uh, I forgot what stage we're on. Um, <laughs> the I'm one on. that's not outside. Yeah, it's in the Dallas one, well, though. Yeah. yeah, it's in Dallas or Arlington, whatever the fuck. It's all the same shit to me. Yes, and then. Um, Right after that, we're going to be going on tour with Counterparts in July. Yeah. Uh, that starts on July 4th uh, with, like, Master Flames, Boundaries. Um, you know, we're going to be hitting a lot of Canada dates on that tour. So if you're, you know, our fellow Canadians, come through. With, and, uh, with Tim, Hortons. Bring Tim Hortons. I was just going to say, please. <laughs> if you yes. don't bring us some fucking Tim Chocolate Hortons dip donut. Chocolate dip donut. I like poutine, so bring me poutine, please. I don't get poutine. Yeah, I don't like poutine. <laughs> We're not doing We're this. We're not doing this right now. We're not doing no, this. No. Okay. All right. All right. We're doing all of it. Chicken, bacon, ranch, wrap. But yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, and uh, we have some other little surprise tours maybe coming up in the future, but, uh, you know, you guys will hear about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all yeah. Uh, have, have a show in Cincinnati, Ohio. June 11th, oh, yes. 11th, I believe. I I think Ooh. I may have to attend. I may have to attend. That's only a little you bit away for me. Yeah, send, us so your, send us your full name and you'll be inside the show. I'll be inside for it? Free. On the list. What? Inside of it. Do it. Ass? Do it. You'll be there. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. Send us Do your right full now. name <laughs> and you'll be put on the list. I can't tell you what list you're going to put on. But you'll be on a list. Okay, thank you. Yeah, just make sure to send the name, bro, right? Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. <laughs> yeah. First and last. Yeah, full yeah. government name. name. You can have my socials as well. I'll send over the credit right. card info. We'll complete okay. this transaction over Venmo and Cash App.
Thank y'all so yep. much. It was so Thank fun to talk us. to you. I'm going to go ahead and end this recording. Bye. Let's go. Yeah. Bye.